When it comes to saving you money on tires, nobody does it better than Big O Tires. Like saving you up to $120 on select sets of Goodyear, Yokohama, Pirelli, and Continental tires now through November 3rd. That's $70 off instantly, plus up to $50 back by mail-in rebate when you purchase using your Big O Tires card. Hurry into Big O Tires and see how much you can save. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. You gotta, you gotta reboot, you know. Sometimes you get away from what, you know, you train and coach to do, you know, over the um, spring, over the summer. And um, I feel like that's one thing we gotta do. We gotta get back to our aggression and, you know, our passion for stopping the run. Uh, as you can see, early in the season, six, you know, after um, six weeks, we haven't been able to do that. That's just being honest. Um, over 100 yards rushing every um, week, you know, against opponents. You know, um, some running backs, you know, they um, know more well-known than the others, but, you know, we're just making everybody look awesome. You know, we're making every running back we play look awesome. You know, um, for the most part, the offense we playing, we really haven't shut down the offense this year, and that's um, something we got to do in order to win. Um, we can't keep putting the pressure on our offense to do everything. We can't keep putting the pressure, you know, um, you know those guys that get the job done. You know, we know what they can do, but we got to give them more opportunities. You know, we got to slow the game down on defense so that, you know, um, we're not getting these extended drives, nine play drives, ten play drives, you know. Pretty honest assessment from Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark, I'd say. He was trying to explain the team's second straight loss at Arrowhead Stadium, this one by a 31-24 count to the Houston Texans on Sunday. Maybe the most troubling aspect is how much it looked like last week's loss to the Colts. The Chiefs couldn't stop the run or generate offense in the game's critical moments. We're here to talk about it on Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars' daily sports podcast, Presented by Big O Tires. Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian join me, Blair Kirkhoff, in trying to explain what happened. This originated as a Facebook Live after the game. Thanks to producer Kathy Liu and Facebook Live engineer Beth Welsh for their efforts. And we'll be back on Tuesday with another edition of Sports Beat KC. Hey, welcome to Facebook Live Red Zone Extra. I am here with Herbie Teope. Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, and or Sam Mellinger will be around <laughs> later uh, as they when, when they finish wrapping up their comms. We're here to talk about the Chiefs' 31-24 loss to the Houston Texans today, the second straight loss for the Chiefs at home. Guys, usually we start with some sort of philosophical, you know, why. They, I, I wanted to get into it statistically today, all right? So... Um, Chiefs lose again, uh, 31-24. Here's some here's some numbers for you. Number of plays run today: Houston Texans 83, the <laughs> Chiefs 47. Time of possession: the Houston Texans 39 minutes 48 seconds. Time of possession: the Chiefs would be at what 20 minutes and 12 seconds. I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen a it's disparity. The worst, worst ever for the Chiefs at home here at Arrowhead Stadium. I didn't know that. That's that's yeah. a great stat. I, I didn't I didn't think in an NFL. That's something you see in a FBS versus FCS type yeah. of game. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in the NFL. That was amazing. And then the Texans had 472 yards of total offense, which is the most surrendered by the Chiefs in a game this year. So with that statistical backdrop, I guess my question is, is this fixable? Do you think, Kirby? Is it fixable? <laughs> well, the good news is it's week six. So you, you still have another half of the season to play out. But, but Blair, you're absolutely correct. The disparity in plays is disparity in time of possessions. And, and we're starting to sound like a broken record here because this is something that we harped on way back, uh, I think in week four in Detroit, my first game um, yeah. back here on the beat here. 
when the Lions just ran all over this, the Chiefs. Last week, the Colts did it. This week, it was the Texans' turn, and we knew it was going to be a test because the Texans entered this game ranked 10th in the league in rushing. They ran 41 times for 192 yards. 41 times. That, that says you have no fear of the Chiefs' defense. Hey, we're going to run it down your throat. You know what's coming. You have to stop it, and they just could not stop it. And then, of course, you have uh, Deshaun Watson, who attempted 42 passes, but a lot of those passes came off of play action from what I saw because they, they just ran the ball so effectively. You'd like to think this is fixable. Again, it's only week six. You still have half the season to go. The Chiefs do sit on a 4-2 and two record, so they, they still have a winnable record, but you have to address these issues. Like Sam said before we went live, this defense cannot win in January in the playoffs if, the, if it continues down this path, and you like to think they're going to fix it. This was, um, hey, look, this was no ordinary running back and rushing. This was Carlos Hyde now, you know. <laughs> what Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what do you finish with, 116? Uh, 116, yeah. The, the fourth best rushing total for Carlos Hyde in a game wow. uh, in his 70th NFL game was against the Chiefs today. It's like Frank Clark said after afterwards, they're making a lot of running backs and a lot of opposing offenses just look good, look awesome was his word. We, we're making teams look awesome. And, uh, and and teams that look the Texans were a team we know that had good offense. They showed it last week against the Falcons, putting up 53 and almost 600 yards of total offense. And we didn't think the Chiefs had a good defense coming into the game. But I, I don't know, Sam. What I, I, it shouldn't have been this, right? Yeah. To to me, you sort of rate your level of concern for what it was after the Colts game and. It wasn't a great loss last week, but I don't know that I would have said that if you're a Chiefs fan, you should have been super concerned about it. I mean, everybody loses. Nobody goes undefeated. But this week, the reason I think you have to increase whatever number you were on the scale is that it's the they got beat the exact same way they got yeah. beat last week. Keep away football. And the fact that there's now a trend to how they're losing games, both offensively and defensively, that that's what I think raises the level of concern. I mean, they can't stop the run, and they know it's coming. Well, until week five of this season, I think we were all under the assumption that whatever ailed the Chiefs everywhere, anywhere else, you know, in, in their, um, you know, what they do, you always had Patrick Mahomes to yeah. bail them out. You had, yeah. you had the, you know, the gunslinger, the you know, fifty touchdown, five thousand yard guy who could who could go out and win a game for you, and that just hasn't happened the last two weeks. And what else? When you look at the, the Chiefs as a whole, all three units, and obviously there's, there's multiple facets of every unit. So we talk about the run and the pass, offensively and defensively. And, and Blair, you do the grades. What are they doing well right now outside of Patrick Mahomes? And I and I didn't give them a, a C, I think, is what I gave the passing offense today um, for, for a couple of reasons. They're not doing anything really well right now. Yeah. They're not running the ball well. Yeah. Um, so they're forced to they're forced to throw, and Mahomes is uh, a, a, still a little bit. I th- I, th- I, th- I think he I thought and Vahe asked uh, if if he comes today, he asked Andy Reid about uh, the injury, and he asked it in a way of not should he or shouldn't he be out there because of course he was out there today, so they think he should be out mm-hmm. there. They think he's health, healthy enough to play. Mahomes says he's healthy enough to play, but he asked. Is it affecting his mechanics at all? And because I thought there were a couple plays where it did look like he was throwing off of his back foot when he didn't need to throw off his back foot, and you wondered if he was avoiding that plant foot at all. So 
they, the company line is that this guy's healthy, he can play, he can still scramble around, he can still move, but our eyes, I think, are telling us something different. There were a couple times, too, and I know we, we were, because the three of us sit together in the press box, there were a couple times where it looked like he could have scrambled for some yards and he just didn't take off like you would, Twice you would expect sure. him to. Two glaring yeah. plays, the, the touchdown to Tyreek Hill, and maybe the, the pass is a better play there anyway, because Hill was open, uh, but, but God, he had room to easily get across the goal line. And yep. then a play where he ends up throwing it into traffic to, to Byron Pringle, and that play worked out because Pringle breaks the tackle, and I think it's 19 yards out of it. Mahomes had the entire right half of the field, and from our, our bird's eye view up here, you could see that that whole side was open for him yep. to run, and right. he looked over there too and decided to, to try and make that pass. If he's healthy, I think there's no doubt he's taken off there. All right. Hey, and part of the deal here is we want to know what you guys think about the Chiefs. Send us your questions, comments, and... Uh, complaints. And complaints. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hit, the, uh, hit the emoji button and let us know how you really feel uh, about this. Uh, hey, Larry, good to, good to hear from you tonight. So we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to comments and questions as we go on, but there are a couple other topics I want to uh, cover first specific moments in the game that even as poorly as the Chiefs play today, uh, defensively and as incomplete an offensive game as they had, I think the game turned on a couple of key, key moments. Yeah. And you wrote, Sam, about one of them. Let's just set it yeah. up, okay? The Chiefs are leading 17-9. to 9. It's early in the second quarter, and they're at the 32, right? Is it the yeah. one about the yeah, 32? First and 10, yeah. First and 10 at the 32. They punch in a touchdown here. It's 24-9, to 9, and that... And they were rolling at that point. And, rolling, yeah. and, and, and about to make the Texans maybe one-dimensional. Yes. And, but then something happens that hasn't happened all year. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> throws an interception, yeah. but it was a bizarre circumstance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they initially called the flag on, on uh, Travis Kelsey getting clearly interfered with uh, in some sort, whether you want to say that's illegal contact holding or what they call defensive pass interference. And... You think it, it all sounds like the same thing, but because they called defensive pass interference, it allowed what happened next to happen, which was they picked up the flag because they said the ball wasn't to the receiver that they called the defensive pass interference on. And what's so bizarre about it, because I, I thought they, you know, missed calls happened throughout the game. Um, but I think the Chiefs were more frustrated with that because they were factually inaccurate on that aspect of it, which is the pass was to Travis Kelsey, Mahomes told us after the game. Kelsey was supposed to do an out route, a double, a double move, move. Right. Yeah. fake that out route, and then do a little bit of a fly pattern in the vicinity. I, I still think when you go back and look at it, if that's the route, he overthrows him. But I don't think by as much as what people think. I think it is in kind of his vicinity there, and... Uh, in which case, your receiver gets clearly bumped more than five yards down the field. You try and throw the ball to him, and they pick up the flag. They were, I think they were frustrated by the explanation, and you know, Andy Reid was asked about it. And, and to his credit, I mean, we all know the rules. They can't really complain about right. officials. Um, and it was, it was Todd Lebo, um, who none of us on here like, uh, <laughs> who asked Andy Reid if he received any sort of explanation, and then he asked, and did it make sense? And he said, well, I received an explanation. End, end of sentence. <laughs> so, you're right. Next thought. So, obviously, he didn't disagree with the call. You can see that on the broadcast from, from the TVs we watched up here. Um, but I think that was the element they were most frustrated with. Was And, and plus, when you look at the replay, um, he's, in a, he, he's held, grabbed, however you want to say it, before, the pass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. before the pass is thrown. 
In which case, they could have, they should have called illegal contact or holding before that. And if they call that, it doesn't matter where the ball's thrown, that flag is standing. Yeah. Um, what did you see? Did you did, did it make sense to you? No, that's, that's why I actually tweeted out, hey, I, I have nothing for you. We need an Al Riveron explanation in three, two, one. <laughs> Which, of course, you know, we'll just watch for Twitter to see what Al Riveron has to say about this. But that that was a game changer because, number one, it took away the momentum of the Chiefster. You're absolutely correct, Brad. I mean, Blair. I said Brad. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely correct because they score, their, they score a touchdown. Now, all of a sudden, the momentum stays with the Chiefs, and you do make the Houston Texans one-dimensional. What happens after that? Texans march right down the field and get a touchdown, and all of a sudden the game has changed. It, it really changed because they also scored again just shortly before the end of the half, and now the game is what it became. Uh, well, the feeling of the game certainly changed. I, I thought the Chiefs reacted so well to coming off a loss, which is what I thought was going to happen. They lose last week in disappointing fashion. I just thought they'd come out with a lot of energy, and then Tyreek Hill, of course, is yeah. is suited up, and, and you talk about a, a boost. Uh, first series yeah. ends with uh, the touchdown pass to him, and he's doing backflips in the end zone. And, what shoulder injury? <laughs> yeah, shoulder injury, come on. Um, and then on the first defensive snap for the game, uh, Carlos Hyde fumbles, Frank Clark, I don't know if he was, I don't know how much credit Frank Clark should get for he, that. He, no, he, Did he, he, he yeah, slap it away like, yeah, a, yeah, he, like a basketball yeah, steal? Yeah, he kind of swiped his arm across okay. the ball and it, it popped good. out, yeah. So even, so even that is uh, uh, a positive start for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And start well on offense, start well on defense, and, and then the Kelsey play happens, and the Chiefs, not this Chiefs team, at least today, wasn't good enough to overcome that, so. Hey, Sam. How you doing, Sam? Sam's here. How's it going, guys? Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so, yeah, we were just talking about the Kelsey play, the, yeah. the, the pass interference, non-pass interference. Pass interference then picked up the flag and um, how that was a momentum changer. We thought that was one of the two kind of big swing moments in the game. The other one, the end of the first half, right? For sure. For yes. sure. End of the first half, it's 17-16 to 16 Chiefs. They get Juan Thornhill, gets an interception. On, they go for it on fourth and one, the Texans do. Fourth and one. I thought it was a terrible call to throw the ball deep in the end zone. Juan Thornhill makes his first interception, and on the very next play, thirty. Rather he didn't. First of all, well, friend, that's right. I mean, but a, but a rookie in his yeah. sixth NFL game, he sees the ball in the air. He's gonna he's gonna try to. I'm not gonna lie. I probably would have caught it, but I still <laughs> tweeted that he should not have. But you know, I, I actually asked him about that play after after the game in the locker room, and he said. He just turned his head, the ball was there, and he did what he's trained to do. He made the plays. So that's the reason why he so caught the ball. Yeah. puts the ball in the 20 instead of where it would have been, the 32 or something like that. It cost him 10, 12 I think it was at the 40. Was it the, the 40? Was it the 40? I think it was the 40. That's why they were going for it. Okay. All right. So you're right. He should have knocked the ball down. But anyway, it's a Chiefs ball. If they take a knee with 32 seconds to go, they go into the halftime up. Uh, 17-16. Instead, pocket they drop back. They, 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 they're in attack mode. Um, Mahomes drops back. The pocket collapses. You know, sacked, fumble, and, and the Texans are in the end zone on the next play or next two plays, whatever. Um, I thought that. And then, you know, Houston gets the ball to start the second half. Yes, that was huge. I thought, I thought that was just a big time. Now, even though the Chiefs ended up stopping Houston the first possession of the second half and then, and then went ahead 24-23, I just thought if the Chiefs had been able to take a lead in, in, in halftime, it would have been a different feel to the game. Yeah, and uh, I know there's some people that as soon as that fumble happened said, why not just take a knee and take the lead, but 
If they're taking a knee, all of us are, are saying, you've got Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, Houston's, getting, Hill's back, Houston's yeah. getting the ball coming out of halftime. Absolutely the right move to, to try and put points on the board. It just, it's just a, a, a play that they screwed up. I'll tell you what, I, I just look at it with two, you know, with, with the offensive line in a state of flux, you haven't been able to run the ball. Yeah. Um, you're, I, I just don't know if that was the call. To, to have him drop back, and create there was a lot of I don't know what the play was and I don't think anybody asked Andy after the game what the what the I don't think that was on the quote sheet at all you yeah. know asking Andy about that that moment or that play so I don't know what what the idea was there but anyway it, it was a it was a, a shift and then of course yeah. if you want to come right down to it um, game on the line it's fourth and three from the twenty seven and uh, Texans kicker had already missed a field goal and an extra point and uh, uh, Bill O'Brien. Sends him back. He looks like he was going to come out. They send him back, and they go fourth and three against his Chiefs defense. <laughs> we can pick that up. And lo and behold, with a zero blitz, a um, you know a bullet to DeAndre Hopkins, and, and two knees, and the game is over. So, just big plays. Uh, what, what, the big plays, turning point plays that were made were made by the Texans today. So, Sam, what would you write about? I wrote about another kind of turning point play. But first of all, like that decision that fourth and two or three or whatever it was to go for it <laughs> excuse me i'm so excited um, <laughs> you know, there's an old saying like in baseball about like the hitters will tell you how your pitches are mm-hmm. you know in some That's ways right. like the opponent will tell you yeah, yeah. what you are and to go for it i know the kid missed two kicks and might get cut tomorrow uh but to go for it in that situation is just it's incredible. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and why wouldn't you? Like, yeah, of we, course. we're all like, yeah, of course. Well, I'm just, it, all I'm thinking about is how they're going to pick up the first down. You right. know, it's, it's not whether they're going to pick <laughs> right. it up. Is but it? still, I mean, even even with a struggling kicker, you still give them what? At least 65% to, to hit a 46 yard field yeah. goal? So I think they got a better than 65% chance of converting a fourth and three. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. There's, um, there's no respect being shown by opposing offenses to the Chiefs defense and you walk around that locker room and no defender is saying like ah they need to respect us or anything yeah. the, the, the words coming out of their mouth are I'd be doing the same thing I mean you know not literally but that's basically yeah. the point I mean there was another I think it was a fourth and two or not not a fourth and I'm sorry it was a second and two or something like that from uh, second and goal from the two and they isolated this the lead of my column like um, Deshaun was an RPO but Deshaun Watson comes out to the left and it's just a one-on-one drill with him and Frank Clark, you know, the, the guy that, that has the contract. But actually, uh, you know, as much as we've been talking about his pass rushing, he's pretty good against the run. He can tackle. He's strong. And the quarterback slipped through him. Clark yeah. made the contact at the three, and but his shoulder was kind of, you know, tilted inside. And Watson just spun in and got it. And to me, it was just, look, there's a million things wrong with this team right now, uh, starting with the offensive line, I feel like. Uh, but that was just such a flashing neon light symbol about what's wrong with this team. The, you know, game on the line, that was the go-ahead touchdown, mm-hmm. uh, proved to be the winning touchdown, I guess. Uh, game on the line, the quarterback runs through your highest paid player. Yeah, the, and we looked, at the, we looked at the, uh, the, the stat sheet after the game and it stood out because Frank Clark's only tackle was that very first play, play where he gets, he yeah. gets credit for a tackle because he forced the fumble. And yeah. um, I think the next drive coming out defensively, it looked like he had more energy just before the play even started than, than what's typical for him, trying to get the crowd involved in it, talking to his teammates. And I thought maybe we were going to kind of see a, a breakout game from Frank Clark after that first play. And 
doesn't get on the stat sheet again the rest yeah. of 80. And like, like you said, Blair, he had 82 plays to do it. <laughs> One of the most sort of demoralizing parts of this is it was kind of the same game as last Sunday night. Yeah. They gave up 192, I think, rushing yards. This mm-hmm. won't surprise anybody. But the, their last four opponents have averaged 190 yards rushing. Mahomes was really good before the ankle. Um, I think I had him at 9 of 19 after, you know, it looked like right, the ankle was injured. Um, it, it's just sort of the same stuff happening over and over. The, the line stinks. And, you know, part of, like, the NFL is is based on adjustments, right? It is the most you got to adjust kind of league um, that we have in professional sports. And Andy Reid's not doing it. He's doesn't, and I'm not saying I have the answer, by right. the way. Um, although I do think they were going pretty well when they were doing a lot of screen passes. That's just me. Um, <laughs> Offensive coordinator. Yeah, but, you know, he, he doesn't have an answer, obviously, for, for better protection. And, you know, we're going on four straight years of this team not being able to stop the run. I mean, different coordinators, all different personnel. Daniel Sorensen yeah. is the only player on this team to have played for a Chiefs team that finished better than 25th against the run. Yeah, 2015. Right. Wow. Yeah. Eighth. They were eighth against the run that year. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we were all in the locker room after the game, and you're right, Sam. I thought, you know, Taran Matthew, Frank Clark, Alex Okafor, whoever you talk to, and you talk to a few other guys, they all owned up to it. Yeah. You know, nobody's you know, shirking responsibility here. They, they all owned it. But I will say this, and you tweeted this, um, I think right before halftime or maybe just after the after halftime, you know, the defense got him three possessions today. Yeah. There were two interceptions and a fumble yep. recovery. That's a season-high takeaways for the Chiefs. Yep. You know how many points the Chiefs got off of those? I'm going to say zero. Three. Well, they got the, three. The, That's they right. got the That's field right. goal on the Frank Clark fumble, so <laughs> right. f- fumble recovery. Yeah, a drive that went negative five Negative five. <laughs> so the, the next two, the, the Thornhill pick in the end zone the next play they give it away yeah. and the other one was the uh, Charverius Ward great pick great in the, play, incredible yeah. play and they go three and out after yeah. that so your defense yeah. which doesn't stop anybody gets you the ball yeah. and and they can't take advantage of any of that I just I thought that was sort of an un, um, unappreciated part of the game and I was going to ask some of the point. defensive yep. guys about that but they, I don't think they were in the mood to feel good about this game, but they yeah. did get takeaways today. Reed said that in his opening statement. He, he pointed to two things, or I think it was the three things. He pointed to penalties he thought cost him, time of possession, and what you just said, not capitalizing on turnovers. Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes' defense gets three takeaways, that's got to be a win. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And I, I don't know, I hated the, the, the play calling after the Charvarius Ward interception. The three and out. The second one was the second play was a deep sideline to Demarcus Robinson that never really had a chance, and I, and I can't remember the other two. But I just remember thinking at that point, gosh, they you got a one point lead. They just got you the ball. They preserved a one point lead with that end zone pick. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to do with that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Chiefs gave it away twice, and the Texans scored two touchdowns on that. The Chiefs also dodged a couple of bullets. I know Sam McDowell, not Sam Ellinger. Sam actually brought up a couple of good points in the press box during the game. Will, Will Fuller dropped two touchdown yeah. passes. And if he doesn't drop those touchdown passes, we're not having this discussion because the Texans blow out the Chiefs. But, yeah, they, they got to be able to capitalize on mistakes, and they're just not doing it. Well, how about, how about the We ball? still have to do the discussions even when they get blown out. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We'll still be here. <laughs> but how about the ball that DeAndre Hopkins didn't, uh, Hop, uh, Hopkins didn't catch? Right the before slant, yeah. the slant, right yeah. before I don't the think Charverius. He, I don't think he had a drop last year. I don't. I, I think he went the entire season without a drop. He, he, he may have rolled into the end zone on that, but it was it would have been first and goal at the one if yeah. he catches it. Yeah, quite possibly the best receiver in football. Yes, 
<laughs> and, and they don't catch it. So you're right, Herbie. They the, the Chiefs got a few breaks. They Will did. Fuller had an incredible game last week, and you know probably will have a terrible grade for, for this game. So to, to get to your point, though, just to kind of throw this out there for discussion. I mean, the Chiefs ran the ball pretty well today but didn't go to it. And I thought their offense in the second half was sputtering. If, and if you think time of possession is a big deal, that's one way to improve time of possession. I mean, McCoy had eight carries for 44 yards today. That, that's five and a half yards a carry. Um, after not getting a carry last week, which was bizarre, they, they clearly went to more of McCoy and even more of Daryl Williams and Damian Williams' snap. We'll see it tomorrow. Herbie will write about it. But his snap count significantly dwindled today. I, it, doesn't it seem like Andy Reid just has no faith in that offensive line? It point? does. Yeah. They've run the ball twenty five a total of twenty five times the last two weeks combined, yeah. and and they were playing from ahead most of today. And Carlos Hyde ran twenty six times today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the last time he had one hundred sixteen yards. The last time he had that many yards was five teams ago. Right? <laughs> oh, wow, that's a stat. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I don't want to put this all on the defense. Is what I guess what I was trying to get at. I, I don't. I think that uh, I think one dimensional was was a, an issue for the Chiefs today on, on offense. And as much as Tyreek Hill gave him a, a burst uh, and some energy, a spark, um, it just there wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough offensively for them. And hell, when you only run forty, what is it, forty seven plays against eighty three? Against eighty yeah. three, you're you know. Uh, you're kind of limited in, in your, you know, yeah. in, in your options. And they ran the first six plays of the game, and the Chiefs had the ball right. first, so it was a, literally a two to one ratio a, after that. Um, but I, go back to Tyree because I think you, the three of us kind of estimated he played about half the plays, maybe a little bit more than half. But um, I think he will make a difference once he's out there 100 percent of the time. And we saw that today. There was a difference when he was on the field. I know you talked to some guys stark that, difference, that yeah. said that said the same thing. Yeah, I, I like the what. Darren Lee said it's, a, it's like watching a video game out there and that's kind of like what what he brought look the first play they announced immediately he's back because we're going deep to him and if not for Patrick Mahomes getting his his arm hit yeah. as he launched it that might have been the six you know the start of the game with a deep touchdown pass but he's out there and, and he, he certainly puts pressure on the defense we see it all Chiefs fans know it, and his teammates were raving about it. It's exciting to have him back. And I like what LaShawn McCoy told me. He was, I said, what does it feel like to have him out there? And he's just like, wow, I'm yeah. excited. You know, he's excited. He's, a, he's an electrifying player. But having that element in there is going to certainly boosted the, the Chiefs' offense. I was kind of surprised that after the 17-3 lead, it, you know, they only scored, what, seven points the rest of the game. Yeah. It, was, it was like, what the heck's going possessions. on here? Yeah, that was... Uh, Which, again, reflects sort of what they did last week, right? They had yeah. 10 points on their first yeah. two possessions and, and didn't score after yep. that. How much, of, um, how much of the defensive problem today can be uh, assigned to the absence of Chris Jones, Avery Williams, and Anthony Hitchens, who were all lost, all started last week and lost to injury in that game? I, I don't know how much you can assign to that because even when they were in there, they still struggled against the run. I'm sure you can probably point to, yeah, you're missing out on Chris Jones, who's you know, a, a, definitely a leader amongst the defense. But even when Jones was in there, they still gave up a lot of yards to the Colts. They gave up a lot of yards to the Lions. They gave up a lot of the yards to the Ravens. Shall we go on? I mean, it's, it's, that's the way it's been. The, the difference is more, the, yeah, I mean, you can plug in anybody in that Chiefs defense and they won't stop the run. You know, they, they've proven that. But um, there was no pressure. None. Like just that, no pressure. That's where, that's where Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. Yeah. Zero yeah. sacks for a guy that had been sacked, what, 13 times, I think? No, 18 times 18 this year. 18 times this year. Mm-hmm. Carolina and got him six they times. Only, they only hit him twice. And, wow. And, and last 42 week, dropbacks. I think it was last week, 
he, he had the first game without any sacks in a really long time. Right. But I saw a stat that he had gotten the ball out quicker than he ever had in his career. I don't think they were getting the ball out that quick I today. So. They were, and they didn't come he was close doing to a sack. The did they wanted. come close to they a sack They did not come today? close to I don't remember. I don't remember them. No. But I don't remember. Them I thought close. maybe part of the telling thing about the Texans' offense today was they did a lot of routes in the flat, which is sort of just get a man one-on-one. And yeah. it just it showed that they didn't think the Chiefs could tackle. And they couldn't. <laughs> Can't confirm. There were so yeah. many one-on-one matchups where yeah. they were like, let's just get even like our, our third-string tight end at one point out in the flat, yeah. one-on-one with Darren Lee, and just completely whiffs on the tackle. Yeah, he the even, tackle you know, to, to Lee's credit, though, he did uh, accept responsibility for that. Because after the lock, after the game, he told me in the locker room, he, he knew he made some critical misses. That was his exact word. I made some critical misses on some tackles. So they understand that they're not tackling well. And, you know, it goes back to your earlier question, is it fixable? It's week six. I would like to think it's fixable, but you know, you have to show us. I want to. I want you to expand on that a little bit. You've been covering the NFL for a few years now, and it, you're right. It is week six, right? There's ten weeks to go. Andy Reid talked about it in the press conference, but this is a new defense, right? It's a new mm-hmm. scheme, a new coordinator. But I saw I saw some things earlier in the season that I thought were encouraging signs. I did the too. game in Oakland, I, yep. you know, I, th- I thought, and we, we thought Brashard Breland had been playing well early, and now I just can't identify anybody on the defense who you he's had put, two really bad weeks back to back here. All yeah. of a sudden, yeah. Torian yeah. Matthews had a, you know, I think he's playing playing better than he did well. earlier in the year. Yeah, Juan Thornhill has been a talented rookie. You know, like there's been some bad moments, some bad snaps, and some good ones, but yeah. it's. Kind of like McCole Hardman on the offense. The linebackers have just been atrocious. Just non-existent yeah. almost. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And, and I actually think the, the corners have held up. You know, they, they take a lot of grief. Um, and a lot of it they deserve, I guess. But um, I, I think the coverage has been okay. You know, like yeah. league average. The cornerback coverage. Because the, yeah. the linebackers. Right. That's Damon, a Damian point. Wilson yep. was covering the first two games. Yep. I thought stood out at how well he was covering. And. The last two weeks, it, it's kind of been the, the theme of everybody else. I, I think he's whiffed on a, on a lot of coverage plays. Yeah. So then when do you start to panic on this thing? I mean, when do you start to really grow concern? Um, look, the, 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 the Colts might end up being a good team. The Texans are probably a good team. We think the Ravens are a good team. I don't think the Broncos are. So we'll see what happens Thursday night. But look, they've got the Packers and the Vikings right after that. Yeah, a tough schedule coming up, too. Yes. So... so I mean, so at what point do you do you start, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, start really kind of worrying about this thing isn't going to get fixed. It's not. Yeah. Is it midseason? Yeah, I would. Mid-season? I would say midseason. I mean, and I know Sam's going to throw something at me when I mention this. When I was in New Orleans, <laughs> I remember the Saints a couple of years ago. They started out very slow. Their, their pass defense was horrendous. Probably about after the fourth or fifth game. They got it together, and they, they really shut down against the pass. So, you know, you like to think after the first couple of games, you identify the trends that are, are really hurting you, and then you fix it. But what concerns me is, and I asked this question last week to some of you guys, what is the identity of this defense? I, I, I just don't see it. You know, giving up rushing yards. Very <laughs> clear. Okay, a positive identity. I don't. I don't see a positive identity out there. I, I go back to my first time around with the Chiefs. You could always put your finger on. Derek Johnson is not going to allow this to happen. Right. Yeah. Justin Houston, Tom Bahali is not going to allow this to happen. I look at this Chiefs defense right now, and I'm trying to find that guy who's going to say enough is enough, guys. We got to get this together. 
And yeah. I, I just don't see it. That 2015 season, when they finished eighth against the run, that was the last year of good Derek Johnson, wasn't it? When it he was. was doing that ninja right. move around every blocker. And, and, and that was the Eric Berry return from yeah. the, you know, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. And he, yeah. Was, he was great that year. Yeah. yeah. And when he played well, you also had Mike DeVito play well, Jay Howard, uh, who else was on that line? Dontari Poe. I mean, yeah, they all yeah. rallied around that leader. And I'm looking on this Chiefs defense right now, and I can't find it. Yeah, it's it's supposed Matthew, to be the two guys on the yeah, line. Tron Matthew has had some leadership moments that this guy is in about. Can we can we invite this? Yes, yes. Uh, we are uh, stand in. I've got one over here. We're I've bringing, in, bringing in the closer, uh, Vahe Gregorian. <laughs> Summon, come on over the side. Yes. Yes. I am to save the day. <laughs> That's Mighty Mouse. Yes. Yeah. You know who Mighty you Mouse kids, is? You Sams that are. Sam doesn't know who Mighty now. Mouse is. All right, so, sorry. So what was your column? What'd you write? I wrote about. Patrick Mahomes and the question of are we looking at a, a short-term not desperation but solution in continuing to play him with this obviously hobbled ankle and it, at the expense of the longer term I mean I just think it's a it's a question it's sort of a rhetorical question I don't think there's any one answer to it but I do think this and I you kind of shrug Sam when we were talking about this earlier like yeah he's aggravating it every game and he is yeah, yeah. and sometimes notably so and we saw it quite visibly last week with, uh, you know, his, I still can't remember which of his linemen stepped on him, but never, I'm not ever sure we saw anything but the shoe stepping on him. And then today, a, a similar sort of play where he went down hard with two Texans on him, um, and you could see in the replay the ankle kind of turning under. I, I don't know. I mean, it, they keep making the point, Andy's made the point a couple times now about, well, we wouldn't play him basically if we thought it's going to be a cumulative effect. I don't really get how you know that answer, though. So, well, so would you? Would you? Did you suggest sitting him for Denver? I suggest thinking about it. Here's the problem, though, right? The dilemma is this: it's always now, 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 and now the Chiefs are four and two, <laughs> and you start thinking, um, well, we need to secure a playoff spot first. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't know what to expect out of him on Thursday in Denver. He's not a guy who's ever going to say, I'm just too hurt to go. He will never say that. Well, and I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what a plan B is for the Chiefs. I, even if he, is, if, if he remains the quarterback and you, and you try to reduce his risk um, of further injury, you know, it's not like they, okay, well, let's turn it over to the running game because that's where, because we've got, we've got this powerful offensive line and that, yeah. that, that doesn't exist. No, right. So, that's... So I don't know. It seems to me if, if you're going to play Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get the Patrick Mahomes experience, um, and, and you're not going to alter much game plan, and, and you're just going to have to l- do what they did early. They well the quick, screens, quick, they were, the screens, yeah, right? Yeah. Quick throws, um, slants. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see many of those. One or two. Suggestion. Right. So, all right. Um, so let's uh, let's let's begin to to wrap this up and think about. You know what? We're going to come back on Tuesday and talk about the Chiefs some more. We'll be spinning it forward to Denver. So we'll we'll save Denver talk for Tuesday morning when we come to you from uh, Big O Tire. Is it? In, in Olathe, so what, what's the what do you, what do you leave here uh, feeling about the Chiefs? I'll go back where we started. Is 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 you know the twelve and four you know Chiefs? Is that kind of off the table now, or, or is it still you know division winning one or two seed in the playoffs? Still the Patriots and the Chiefs? I don't, I don't know how I feel about it now. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, <laughs> he wanted that microphone. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Give me back my mic. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to kind of book in where I started with and kind of go full circle. To me, your level of concern is raised simply because they got beat the exact same way they got beat last week. And if they had lost games the way they lost last year with the Rams and the Seahawks, and I know the def- the defense is at fault in both of those games, but they're losing last-second sort of plays. And here, the last two weeks, I, I felt like the scoreline, they were lucky to be in the game at the end of the game based on the way they had been outplayed over the middle two quarters. And exact same thing happened against the Colts last week that, that happened this week. So to me, that that's the headline that I leave here with is I thought it was kind of silly to be concerned last week. The fact that they got beat the exact same way, all of a sudden it, it, it seems justified to have a little bit more concern and, and worry about where this team goes moving forward. Tell you what, you you, you put Great. those you Just put take it. <laughs> you put those stats. You, you showed me those stats: um, time of possession, number of plays, total yards, and don't tell me what the score of the game is. I would never have guessed a seven-point game. Exactly. That's yeah. that's a that's a seventeen-point game. Yeah. So. Well, look along those lines, sort of similar to what Sam said. They go from having this obvious deficiency exposed in a different way last week, and they were going to make it a point of emphasis. And so they go from giving up 180 rushing yards to 192. <laughs> they go from letting the other team have the ball 37 minutes to letting it have it for 39-48. And as Gary Pinkle would say, oh, by the way, they committed 11 penalties again after that being a point. So these are all the, all the points of emphasis this week. And they also actually committed quite a few more than 11 penalties. Just those 15, were the ones that were enforced. 15 is on the, on the sheet. Yeah. So 15 were uh, so, accepted. Um, and, and, but, you know, the thought I come away with the most, and it, it actually goes back to the Detroit game, at the end of that game, the Chiefs get the ball back with 2.26 left. And again, something we talked about, we're sort of thinking they're, they're going to they're going to score. We just don't know how. We don't know what Mahomes will do, how it will happen, but they'll, they'll probably win. And certainly didn't feel that way at the end of this game. And I think that's, that's the difference in how I feel about things right now. I don't, I don't really know what to expect now, but I don't have like that faith that they've got it going. Yeah. What do you think, Herbie? Yeah, I, I certainly don't feel like they're firing on all cylinders. I mean, from watching this team from afar before I came back, it was, that was one of the beauty, beautiful things about the Chiefs. It's like wow, Mahomes and everybody else always seem to be firing on all cylinders, and now you just see it happening in spurts. It's not happening through all four quarters, and that's a concern. You know, it goes back to what Sam said earlier. This 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 team is not built to win in December the way or December and January the way they're playing now. So if you if you want to make the playoffs, if you want that showdown with the Patriots, you have to fix these issues and you have to fix it pretty pretty fast here. You know, if you're still talking about this in week eight, all bets are off. That's the way I feel. Yeah, for sure. Sam? Yeah, I think it's concern, not panic, right? Like, um, I I do think that more of the problems offensively than appears right now can be fixed if Fisher and Wiley are playing. I just, that left side of the line is just a turnstile right now. And it's atrocious, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't hurt to have Watkins back either. Yes, I I do think that, but (laughs) there's still some problems that are going to exist if they're at full strength, you know, especially, like, defensive. I mean, this is... It used to be an open secret. Now it's not. It's like, you know, put it on billboards about just run the ball. And it's not about time of possession or anything like that. It's just about this is an easy way to move the ball down the field and procure points against the Chiefs is just to run the ball. Like that's that's what it's about. And, And it's just over and over and over they're talking about like it's got an attitude. Right. Like it's got to tell you got to step up and just and just do it. They've been saying the same thing every week. And it's just we're seeing the same thing. 
that's a concern. Well, with a crappy defense, they were an offside call from going yep. to the Super Bowl last year. So they appear to have a crappy defense this year. Um, it's what to me has been startling the last couple games is they haven't been able to outscore the opponent. Yeah. You know, and that's how the Chiefs have won last year. It's how they were winning earlier this year. They got to be able to outscore people. So <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Jason uh, Kindred. <laughs> Chiefs history has taught me to start panicking now. <laughs> That's fair. Well done. Yeah, it's fair. Hey, and a, and a, lot of, a lot of you guys uh, want us to talk Brett Veach and maybe roster composition. Let's do that on. We'll do that on Tuesday from Big O Tires. There's a, there's a tease. So our 9:30 a.m. scheduled uh, Big O Tires will start. What about 9:45? 9:50 something like that. Whenever <laughs> Sam gets. <laughs> we'll wait for the text message. I'm stuck at a stoplight. GPS says 9:43. <laughs> Wish I had a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks a lot, you guys. Beth, thank you so much for producing, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.